The PWC Network. What the world is watching and listening to. This is Homeboy88 for the Video Game Connection. Join us weekly for the most entertaining video game podcast you'll ever hear. Join Ivan, Big Tom, and myself as we review the latest games, up-to-date gaming news, and game previews all in comedic form. It's a jam-packed hour of ear fun with our own video game rap songs. Listen to the Video Game Connection wherever you listen to podcasts, except Walmart. Never Walmart. Keep gaming and keep listening to the Video Game Connection. right infidels you found us here channelattitude.com hameen media group where you get the most real talk the best reviews of all your favorite wrestling shows from aew and wwe impact and more because we're gonna break it all down with the best staff in professional wrestling at hmg so you don't need to go anywhere else because there's no five stars here there's only five dollar face slaps infidel so sign up today, channelattitude.com, Hameen Media Group, and join the Hameen Army for the most real talk in professional wrestling. YOLO! Oh, gee. 
the shit Ask Rodney, Latasha, and many more It's been going on for years, there's plenty more When they ask me, when will the violence cease? When your troops stop shooting niggas down on the street Niggas have enough time to make a difference Bear witness on our own business Fuck the guard, cause it's hard trying to make ends meet First we couldn't afford shit, now everything's free So we lose, please don't shoot when you see I'm taking from them, cause for years they would take from me Now the tables are turned around, you didn't listen Until the niggas burned it down, huh? And now Bush can't stop the hit I predicted this shit, it's apocalypse And for once I was down with niggas Felt good in the hood, being around the niggas, yeah And for the first time, everybody let go And the streets was death row I wonder if heaven got a ghetto Welcome to the PWC Extra. I'm your host Jimmy T, and my co-host is back. He's part of the fucking Dollar Crew. He's part of the One Dollar Crew. That is the Dollar Club Wrestling. He's sexy. He's the man. Heck, he's even a cowboy at this point. Uh-huh. Kevin Panetta, welcome back to the Extra, my man. How's things, bro? How's Philly? More importantly, Philly's fine. A little boring. Boring right now. Everybody's at the uh-huh. beach. Everybody's at the beach. What's up, my neighbor? My neighbor from Australia. Where is that Jersey? Uh, I'm my neighbor, right? Absolutely. Yeah. You're my Nigel. I'm your neighbor, bro. Even though we're far away, but hey, I'm still the neighbor, bro. But right. yeah, man. Yeah, is it? It's Jersey, right? That's yeah. where the beach is at. Atlantic City, Brigantine, Marwood, Ocean City. Isn't Atlantic City like a real dump, bro? Uh, it's, it's, it's a bad rap. It's fine. 
That's all he, I mean, the, the, look, the casinos are gone now, aren't they? Like, Trump's casinos are fucking kaput. They still got some, but Trump's is gone. All right. So there's still the these Harris. casinos down there? Yeah. Valleys, valleys, whatever. Are the buildings still up there, bro? Like, I heard you can fucking go in there and it's pretty, like, I'm not going to say in good condition from what I've seen online. But half decent, bro. But that was a few years ago. I haven't gone into any of the closed ones. I don't even know. Really? Just go where you're staying, you know? Man, I, I want to come to I'm, not a, I'm not a big bro. gambler, too. So I usually go to, like, Sea Isle or Wildwood. Well, you know what? what's funny, bro? I'll tell you an interesting fact about Australia, which sucks, right? Uh, well, in particular, especially Melbourne, well, where I'm from, like the state of Victoria. Um, basically, bro, there's no other country in the world, or state for that matter, that's got as many casinos, mini casinos even, in the world, bro. So here, really? we've got like a, yeah. Here, we've got little mini casinos, bro. In Like, there's about two to three, like, per mile, bro. Even less. Damn. I kid you not, bro. Who runs them? And the they're dingoes? open. <laughs> yeah, fucking the dingoes, bro. So, but but they're bars, right? They're like a pub as well, per se. But like, you've got like a whole gaming section as well. You know what I mean? That's awesome. And man. bro, it's awesome in the sense that, you know, if you're bored, there's always something to do. Like we've got a big casino called Crown Casino, which is the biggest single casino in the world. Like as in just the one casino, which is awesome. It's mad. It's it's pretty cool. I mean, there's everything to do there, obviously, right? Mm -hmm. But in saying that, at the same time, bro, it's too easy to fall into the gambling shit here, bro. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I have a punt fucking here and there. You know what I'm saying? But fuck, bro. <laughs> you can get really caught up. Like, I know people that just sit there and gamble, bro, like for hours, bro. They have slot machines in, like, gas stations now. So I'll be, like, going to the gas stations. People at, like, 7 a.m. gamble, like, playing the slots. It's crazy. Yeah, that's like here, yeah. bro, but not at gas stations, dude. Are you yeah, gas me? stations. Whoa, 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 whoa. So they got slot machines? Yeah. In the gas stations? In in Philly or in the States as a whole? I definitely in Philly, in Norristown, Pennsylvania, wow. too. Right across the street from my house, there's like old people like just playing the slot. Yeah. Crazy. It's not in a Damn, lot of them. So, but, 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 but is it at most gas stations? Nah, in, in not Philly? yet. Just oh, like, right, there's right. like a 7 Eleven that has one, too, I think. <laughs> So is this a new trend then going on? Yeah, I think it's going to be all over the place though, but it's newish. Well, then you're going to fo follow in our footsteps, bro, and I'm telling you. You know, I don't know if you want to go there, bro. It's it's pretty fucked up, you know what I mean? But, uh, you know, because you, you, I'm telling you, dude, these places make millions, I'm sure, millions, obviously. Oh, I bet. Millions, bro, but... I respect the dollar, so I don't gamble. I don't respect the dollar, that's the problem, yeah. bro. <laughs> You know what I mean? <laughs> That's the real fucking issue. But it is what it is, man. I, I, I'm a bad spender, bro. I love spending. I love money, bro. But I don't know if I respect it enough. But obviously you do because you are part of the Dollar Club Wrestling. I got to send share you that to all the boys. Shirt. Respect the dollar shirt. Absolutely. Bro, you got to send me one. Actually, I should just yeah. buy it, too. <laughs> on fucking on ProWrestlingTees.com, you can buy the Dollar Club Wrestling shirt. And whatever Kev's got up there, man. So, hey, be generous. Go and buy his shirt. True? I mean, goddamn. Well, let's get into some of the wrestling, shall we, Kev? As um, I just want to, I want to ask you first your opinion on uh, Hit Row, bro. Um, I I like Hit Row more than a lot of the people on the internet do. 
Um, I love him, dude. I'm I'm down, bro. I love their theme song. Me too. <laughs> They're not a game changer, but it's a good pickup. The tag team division is lacking right now. It's a good pickup. I met Top Dollar before. He's a very nice guy. I met him at a convention. Yeah. He's cool a top guy. fat dude too, man. Yeah, I mean, he did look like what he the fuck? Not, hasn't been working out, but he maybe doesn't need to. He's a big guy. He's a big boy. I could have, dude. Look, man, I'm a big boy myself. Not as big as him, clearly, but uh. First of all, um, I could have sworn he was never that fucking big, bro, in nah, his last he run. He gained some weight. Uh, he gained he weight. Say, I did just watch an interview with him, actually, too, like, randomly. He, uh, I know, I know he what stopped, you're talking about. So he stopped watching wrestling for eight months after he got fired. He was that depressed. It's the first time in his life he stopped yeah. watching wrestling. So I feel for the guy. I, really good guy. Absolutely. I can relate to that, too, man. When I love something, bro, and uh, some fucked me. up shit happens. Yeah, man. You end up punishing yourself, bro. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like, fuck this. I don't want to do the shit I love because blah, 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 whatever. But that's, you know, that's being human, right? Aren't we yeah. a weird freaking creatures, bro? I mean, I'm not, I'm not seriously. Human, by the way. I'm, I'm, um, I'm an AI. Oh, oh, well, I don't exist, bro. So <laughs> <laughs> just quietly. I mean, what does that make me? An alien? Yeah. Uh, AI? A, a fucking orb? I, look, even though you can see me and I'm waving my hands, it's not me, bro. Like, yeah, you know, Australia doesn't exist. It's not a real place. Nah, man. That's not real, bro. I'm just an actor, dude. Come They're on. time travelers tomorrow in Australia. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it's Sunday, as a matter of fact. So it's Saturday know... for me, people. It's Sunday for There him. you go. <laughs> Isn't that weird, bro? Or what? Yeah. I mean, that, that that's crazy, man. I don't I know how they work out time. Saturday night. He's like, it's Sunday for me. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> not, not that it matters. I mean, fuck. Yeah. I mean, shit. I'm, I'm sticking to the H2... H2O, bro. H2 Can't go H2O. wrong. <laughs> but yeah, H2 the Hizé, bro. I mean, come on. And shout outs to Jigger, my, my neighbor. <laughs> or my Nigel, whatever, man. I mean, but I love the neighbor thing, bro. That's too good. But anyway, back to Hit Row. Um, I was, look, I knew, I said it on the skirmish this past week that expect to see Hit Row on SmackDown this week. And to my surprise, they did appear. The only thing that bothers me, dude, mm-hmm. do you think Swerve is regretting oh, signing yeah. a multi-year deal? Do you think Samoa Joe is regretting you? Oh, <laughs> he could be Joe one hundred percent, bro. Yeah. No, no, for sure, Joe one hundred percent. Swerve at this Swerve. moment isn't regretting it. Um, once they lose the tag belts and get lost in the shuffle, he'll, for, he'll regret it. Well, let's play devil's advocate here right now. Well, that's my point, dude. You know what I mean? And that's what I was going to bring up. Like, really, what are they doing with them? Sure, they're tag team champs. But let's be honest, Kev. I mean, are they really doing anything with them? Sure, they, you know, they're teasing little storyline with between them two and if Swerve's going to turn on, on Keith Lee and whatnot. But really, this is just nothing, dude. No, absolutely nothing. Hey, it sucks. He should have stayed. <laughs> or should have helped wait it out a little longer, held out a little oh, longer. Yeah. I'm sure he wanted to stay, but, you know, yeah. <laughs> it is what it is. But, uh, you know, what do you do? But like I said, Hero, I'm happy for him. I just hate how they're like, you know. Hero. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? Uh, Top Dollar kills that fucking track, bro. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely um, fucking kills it, man. B-Fab's a little green, though. She's got to stay as a uh, manager. She was pretty... And you uh, know what, man? I mean, in the next day. Is she fucking... Dude, she looks skinnier than usual, bro. She probably didn't get working out. She probably didn't uh, 
get out of shape, you know? She's probably just been going hard. She does look pretty. Yeah, but a, Adonis looks so much better than the last time I seen him, though, bro. Does he looks good? He was he was working out. He he, he went the opposite of uh, top dollar. You know, he's oh, like oh man. But, but you know what, man? I am mad about Top Dollar looking like that because the way he looked, bro, and the way he ran over those motherfucking jobs. Oh, yeah. yeah. Dude. I, I mean, it works, fucking... it works for him. He's Absolutely, like a, bro. He looks like Suge Knight a little bit, you know? He's got that badass Suge Knight kind of look. Yeah, he's awesome. Don't mind me while I take a swig of my water. Um, but, yeah, I agree, man. 100%. Awesome. And uh, as I go through the news today do you ever watch your fucking um nxt level up no i do not i it's all small guys i can't stand midgets wrestling is it i read the the results (laughs) oh well now i know why it's called level up get it yeah (laughs) you know what i'm saying at the gym (laughs) and and grow some inches you know what i mean (laughs) like god damn it i mean but they should just scrap that show anyway i mean it's good for them but like it's their dark Come elevation. On. I guess. And I bet you it's even better than dark elevation. Maybe. Um, Debatable. Let's see. Let's see what the... Oh, yeah, I was, well. I was speaking with the boys uh, in the club. Uh, NXT, the, the best people in NXT are awesome. And the women are hot. But some of the show is tough to watch. Yeah, I, I want to watch it. I want to get back into it properly, but man, watching all this wrestling like during the week, it's it's hard, bro. Like I'm not gonna lie. I mean, you're watching Raw, SmackDown, um, Dynamite, and friggin' Rampage, like, and they're the four shows that you know I I have to really watch, right? Yeah. Sh- uh, sure, I watch New Japan too, but even that, I haven't had a chance to really watch it, so. I try, man, but it's just tough, man. I, like, Jeff Lippman watches absolutely every show and hates doing so. And I'm, then I'm like, so why are you watching it? You're not even reviewing the damn shows. Like, I hate watching shit and not yeah. and then not do a show about it. It's like, you know, it's like a missed opportunity to me. But anyway, let's get into some of the news, actually, Kev, because I'm going to start up by a bit of a news tidbit with Booker T, who apparently says... He doesn't see WWE ever signing the Velveteen Dream ever again. And I quote, he goes on to say, um, he goes on to say, no, I do not. My co-host Brad Gilmore always says that you could put yourself where something could happen and it could be bad. Interesting. He also goes on to say that uh, sometimes you can never find your way back from it. I think Velveteen Dream is going to be one of those guys that would have had a hell of a career if... That's the end of the story. That's a bit of a riddle. What do you uh, think? I think Velveteen. Can we expect? I think Velveteen had a bum rap. I think he was set up. He did. Yeah, he. One hundred percent. School that that clip said, "What school did you go to?" He wasn't talking about like a high school. He was talking about a wrestling school. Um, and, like me trying to work, work wrestle myself. Anytime I talk to a pro wrestler, the first thing they say to me is, "What school did you go to? What school you're going to?" That's a common thing for wrestlers to talk about. You know, he wasn't talking true, about. Man. A high school, probably maybe, and he was only 19 at the time himself. So if he was talking about a college, that would be a legit conversation too. Now, if there's more comes out and it's legit and he's found guilty, fuck the guy. But he uh, did nothing wrong. He sent a picture of their shirt off. That's a normal thing for wrestlers to do too. Half of my Facebook is made my shirt off too because I'm trying to be a wrestler. You know, it's a common thing. It's a different world. 
It's true, man. You're spot on. And no one actually says that. I'm glad you brought that up, actually, Kev, because no one really comes out and actually says what you just said. It is a common thing for wrestlers amongst themselves to be asking, even for trainees, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Like, what school did you go to? And yeah, sure. People think automatically, like if someone asked me that, I'm going to think what high school I went to, right? So I get it. But at the same time, if you're a professional wrestler and someone asks you what school, yeah, it's common. Naturally, you, right, exactly. So <laughs> he, oh, yeah, he got a bad rap, man. And uh, I hope Triple H can like write that wrong deep down. But unfortunately for Triple H and unfortunately for Velveteen Dream, there's a lot of friggin' snowflakes online that truly believe he did what he did. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, and, and that's always gonna fuck him up. All this Vince stuff going on right now too. You don't want to hire anybody with any sexual allegations, though. So the timing is definitely unfortunate for uh, Velveteen right now. Yeah, unfortunately, man. And I hope he pulls through. And you, you know what? It's annoying, dude. You know, like Mace or Marseille, right? Yeah, Marseille. Clearly, he's trying to do the Velveteen, even though yep. he comes across as a poor man's version of him. Yep. You know what I mean? But still, it's funny, but I just feel for Velveteen Dream. Hey, he could have played that spot and probably got it over, man. But I don't know, man. We'll see. And dude, he's um, young, too. He's a kid. He probably, probably messes with his mind now, too. Like, they should help him. Oh, get for sure. It's got to fuck him up. He might be 20% now, maybe. I don't know. He was like 19 when that stuff was going down. He's a kid. Nah. Whoa, 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 whoa. Nah. He's he's in his mid-20s right now, he's dude. Mid now? Uh, I guess it's been like wait, let me, let, me, let me see. Let me see. What was his name? Was it something Patrick, was it? Patrick Clark. Patrick Clark. Oh, yes. Well, he was Patrick 19 Clark. when that, that scandal supposedly went down. But now he's Are like... Are you sure? Yeah. Nah. That, that, no, wait a minute. He was born in 1995. Um, that would make him 28 or 26, sorry. Yeah, 26, dude. Okay. He's been off TV yeah, for but... three, four years already. So it was nah, 19. Two years. Like I think it's been two years, bro, since we've seen him on TV last. Actually, I'll double check that. Um, let's see. It was the last time we saw him. Oh, wow, it was on the 23rd of December uh, oh, yeah. in 2020, bro. Okay. And he got released on May 20th, 2021. Mm. That's crazy, dude. Seems Shit. to look longer. It does. No, it really does. But uh, like I said, man, it's a shame because I, I was a big fan of his, man. And uh, I was actually looking forward to him actually getting onto the main roster. But he, I don't he know, was man. Hopefully, kind of a character for the main roster, too. He would have oh, been... He would have been brilliant, dude. Absolutely. Oh, for sure. Anyway, let's move on to other news where Kurt Angle says he doesn't believe that Vince McMahon is fully retired from WWE. Uh, WWE Hall of Famer Kurt Angle recently appeared on the Cafe, on the Cafe de Rene podcast, which is... Uh, have you heard? Have you ever listened to that show before? Nah. Rene Dupree? Nah. You remember I might have Rene seen Dupree, clip right? I might, Yeah, I know Rene Dupree. Like the, I know he is, I mean... I probably saw clips of it on YouTube, but I haven't watched the full episode. It's actually not a bad show. I mean, I don't listen to it religiously or anything like that, but sometimes I'll catch it, you know, if it, if it sort of catches my eye. But anyway, he was on the podcast to discuss the retirement of Vince McMahon, something the Olympic hero refuses to believe is 100% true due to McMahon's grip on the wrestling industry. Uh, he says he doesn't believe that Vince McMahon is fully retired from WWE. I personally don't think he's fully retired. You know, Vince... He's going to be behind the scenes, and he laughs while saying it. 
Vizzy's not letting go of that company. He will not let it go until his hands are dead cold and they pry it out of his cold, dead hands. He's not letting go of that company until he dies, and that's just it. He speculates that Vince has Stephanie and Triple H in charge so he could continue to run the show. And, you know, I'm not trying to cause any problems for WWE or for Vince McMahon because I love Vince to death, but there is no way he's going to let it go. He already set up, you know, Stephanie McMahon being in charge and Triple H being in charge of talent relations. He's got everybody in the right positions so that he could continue to run the show. First of all, Kurt, you're out of touch, my friend. <laughs> I don't know the, the McMahons personally, as you don't either, but uh, looking at the shows, dude, to me, clearly that looks like Vince's hands yeah. are not all over it. Vince Russo said the same thing too, and I, 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 I love a fan of Vince, but I disagree totally too. You can tell it's like it's absurd to think that uh, Vince is 100% running this. Vince, I'm sure they have like texting here and there. Hey, what, what do you think about this? What do you think of this idea? Absolutely, he's still related to him. You know, it's just a text away. And I, oh, is he even allowed in the office? Like a uh, corporate? They're probably there's probably paparazzi would get pictures of that too. You know, if he was that, probably not even allowed in there to be honest right now. With investigation going on. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no doubt about it. And uh, and and look, and I understand why Vinnie Roo and shout out to Vinnie Vinnie Russo because you know we're on channelattitude.com, yeah, which is absolutely. his, Appreciate which it. is his network, right? And I, absolutely, I mean, hey, it's a dream to work for him, right? It's weird, like yeah, me sure. saying that, I doesn't even sink in. If, but yeah, so if us if we didn't give our honest opinion, you know, so no, absolutely, yeah, hey man. Hey, I'm a fan of Vince Russo, but I'll fucking call out his shit too, yeah, bro. Like, I've I've done so in the past. As a matter of fact, that's how me and Vince Russo actually spoke for the first time. Yeah, about me calling him out. Yeah. yeah, awesome. So, and that that's what. Oh, no shit. That's how it all started. And uh, so yeah, I'm sure he would appreciate us being honest. And he agreed with me with, with what I said at the time. But uh, yeah, man. I mean, I understand where they're coming from because they worked for Vince, obviously, and I say Vince McMahon for how many years? And I'm sure if, you know, if either one of us was either one of them two, we'd probably think the same way because we'd be like, no way, Vince, you yeah. know, would have, like, let go of, of shit and, and all that. But in my opinion, I think he has. Because if he didn't, I don't think Triple H would be in the position he's in right now. I think Triple H is going to – he has a chip on his shoulder and wants to prove that he didn't. he's not the reason NXT lost to AEW. He wants to do it his way. And he's going to do stuff Vince definitely didn't want to do. He's definitely running shit right now because he wants to prove that he was right. He's a wrestling genius, and his way is the right way. You know, wow. he's a lot. I agree, one hundred percent. Oh, it'll definitely be a chip on um on Triple H's shoulder, one hundred percent, to prove mm -hmm. you know Senior or Vince, you know Vince Junior, whatever you want to call him, wrong because uh, it, you know it's true, man. I think Triple H's look SmackDown for me was a great show, man. Uh, did you catch it? I watched all, all but the last. I missed the last twenty minutes. I was uh, getting ready to. Uh, oh, dude, party. that that main event honestly was the best main event in about two years. I was of so SmackDown, looking forward bro. to that too. I, I will check out that match. It had to be. You have to, bro. That was fucking brutal, man. I mean, Shinsuke brought back guys, was, was did he bring it back? Or, uh, dude, this is the old Shinsuke, yeah, man. Right. I kid you not. I, I I've said it on my own show. I'm telling you, man. That was the old Shinsuke. I had not seen this Shinsuke since probably his NXT days. And this is the Shinsuke that I, I grew to love in Japan in the first place, while I was a huge fan of his already. So, yeah, check, you have to check it out, bro. Nice. Him and Gunther, 
or Volta, whatever you want to call him, went hammering tongs, bro. Like, I mean, it was sick, bro. That's all I'm going to say. It was very entertaining. And and it was, it out. I mean, seriously, dude, when was the last time we had a real sick TV match? And when I say sick, there's been decent matches, but we haven't had a real pay-per-view caliber type of match on television, which feels like in eons. This was pay-per-view caliber type of matchup. Put it that way, man. So check it out. It's Not a must. Well. Can't wait. Well, let's move on to other news where apparently Cody Rhodes, Kev, is doing huge numbers for WWE while on the shelf. How so? Oh, interesting. I'll, I'll get to that right now. Top WWE star and former AEW star, the American nightmare Cody Rhodes, suffered a brutal torn pectoral injury prior to the WWE's Hell in the Cell premium live event last June, but still managed to compete on the show, even defeated Seth freaking Rollins in a Hell in the Cell match. Seth, Seth Rollins will then brutally attack Cody Rhodes the next time on Raw, and shortly after, the American Nightmare would have a major surgery, and it was announced that he'd be out in he'll be out of in-ring action for about nine months. While apparently Fightful Select reports that the American Nightmare Cody Rhodes is doing huge numbers for WWE while he's on the shelf with an injury. According to the report, the recently announced Cody Rhodes Mattel Creations Ultimate Edition action figure sold incredibly well and very quickly. Fightful also reported that Cody Rhodes' action figure is one of the highest pre-order totals the WWE has had since they they and Mattel began their relationship many years ago. Interesting. Hmm. Very interesting. I have a Cody AEW action figure. Do you? I've been wanting to buy it myself too, man, but I just haven't gotten around to it's it. It's up to fines. So I think they're going to be worth money. I bought a Brody Lee one too. So. Oh, that yeah, would be worth money. fucking... That would, oh, years dude. Ago. For sure, that no nah, man, that would be fucking. That would be worth money. Even Cody's fucking uh, AEW figurine for sure. I mean, he was even at uh, at Ty Conti and Sammy Guevara's wedding last oh, week. He? So, yeah, I, he, he took photos with him. It's pretty interesting. I wonder what TK would have fucking been feeling. They're, they're keeping Cody in the AEW uh, video game, by the way. Isn't Sorry, that say that again. They're keeping Cody in the AEW video game. They're not removing him, even though he's with WWE. It's pretty interesting. Well, let's be honest, dude. If you want to make some money, <laughs> yeah, you keep yeah, fucking yeah. Cody in the game, right? Oh, I mean, come true. on. So uh, it's all about it's all Cody. business. Oh, for sure, man. It's all business, man. And uh, you know, it is what it is. But um, you know, it's funny. It was keeping on um, the Vince McMahon sort of retirement is. Bret Hart also has something to say about Vinnie Mac, because Bret Hart doesn't think Vince screwed Vince. <laughs> Isn't that interesting? Bill yeah. after recently sp- sorry. Did Brett have a shit eating gr- shit eating grin on his face when he said this? <laughs> um, you know what? He kind of does looking at the pictures, but uh <laughs> shout out to Bill Apter, who uh all the boys at HMG like uh you know Big Ray Hernandez. Big Ray. Uh, also, oh, Big Ray's yeah, Absolutely, it's it's a great TikTok too. And follow your TikTok, man. Yeah, as well, time. man. And Dollar Absolutely. Maybe I should put little PWC snippets on there soon, man. I've got to start making myself an account. Sure, dude. But yeah, for sure I should, no doubt about it. But Bill Apter recently spoke with two-time WWE Hall of Fame legend about the recent retirement of longtime WWE chairman and CEO, Vincent Kennedy McMahon. During the discussion, the hitman surprisingly noted that he wasn't happy to see McMahon go 
through what he is currently dealing with. Hart told after the following when asked for his thoughts on McMahon's retirement, and I quote, I'm like everybody else. I'm mostly just kind of surprised. I don't think anybody's ever made as big footprint as Vince McMahon. And, you know, I feel kind of sad about it, actually. I know people probably think I would be gloating or, or happy to see him go through what he's going through, but I don't. I feel bad that it happened to that it happened or whatever has happened. I think his loss or his absence from the business will solely be missed. I kind of agree if he's going to stay out, that is. Careful. Yeah, that's, that's interesting um, coming from Hitman. I guess you got to think at it one is. point, at one point in Brett's life, he probably looked at Vince as a father figure, you know, as like a big, uh, probably respected him a lot. And then uh, I guess it does suck to see one of your fault, like one of your father figures fall, you know, even though he did fuck him over. <laughs> But it's interesting that he uh, took the high road for once. Yeah, no, for sure, man. Guy, sounds like comes off that way. Oh no, oh no, no doubt about it, man. Absolutely, man. Um, let's see. Uh, We've also got NXT news, and this more specifically, Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels says he hopes WWE can put together a really powerful one-two punch between NXT and the main roster, which is interesting. Shawn Michaels goes on to say, I stole that from Elvis. <laughs> Elvis was a really big influence early in my career. I developed a real appreciation for the work that Elvis did, and I always loved that pose. I would see Elvis do at the end of his concerts. He wouldn't flex, which I felt comfortable doing, but he'd use that stance. So I have to give the King of Rock and Roll the credit for that one. Shawn Michaels goes on to say, he spoke about the passion and love he has for wrestling as well as his current role in WWE NXT. And now he wants the talents he works with to experience the life he has. Shawn Michaels goes on to say, and I quote, I think people saw my passion and my love for this when I wrestled. The talent I work with now, I think they see that now too. I don't have to be here. I want to be here. And I want them to be great. I want them to experience the life that I have. My father gave me the greatest piece of advice which was make a great living doing something you absolutely enjoy. This is the greatest job in the world. It was my dream. And the more I can help others live their dreams, it makes me want to do it even more. Shawn Michaels then spoke about how he hopes that WWE can put together a really powerful one-two punch between NXT and the main roster now that Triple H is in charge. Shawn goes on to say, we hope now that we can put together a really powerful one-two punch between NXT and the main roster that's going to drive WWE even to even greater heights. He wants to stick to the mission statement, which is to be the greatest sports entertainment company on the face of the earth. I'm going to do everything here to help, and he will have the entire support of NXT. We're all excited for the future, and that was the end of it. Um, also, he did say, I don't know if you caught this, he also pointed out that NXT 2.0 has nothing to do with Bruce Pritchard or Vinnie Mac. Apparently, it was all Shawn Michaels. I call bullshit on that, though, just quietly, because it was obvious, right? But as far as what he said now, what do you think? Uh, Very interesting stuff. Very mature, good stuff. Um, They're actually starting that already. If if Karrion Cross and Dexter Loomis get over and hit row, that's the start of the one-two punch between the two. And uh, that Elvis pose, too, I can't believe I didn't realize that, too. wonder if Honky Tonk Man is a little jealous that he didn't think of that pose. Uh, That's interesting. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, I'm with you too. I don't think that uh, that was Shawn Michaels' idea. I think it would be a totally different show if Shawn Michaels ran it 100% too. 
Um, it's no, definitely for sure, man. Money, in my opinion. Oh, yeah, Jesus Christ. Stuff, but... Well, uh, going from one click member to the other, we got a Kevin Nash little tidbit where he goes on to say no amount of Saudi money could convince him to return. <laughs> Kevin Nash recently spoke on his click this podcast about a number of pro wrestling topics during the discussion, the WWE Hall of Fame legend claimed he wouldn't consider an in-ring return even if it was for Saudi money, noting that he has so much in the bank already that he doesn't need to do this shit anymore. So this is what he went on to say. Uh, he got asked on how he won't re ever return for Saudi money. He goes on to say, no, I don't. The fucking thought of my fucking rickety ass body hitting that fucking wood, like, nah, man, and not even for fucking Saudi money, right? Then he got asked on how he has so much money in the bank already. He goes on to say, you come with me, the half a million bucks, let me take two bumps. Fuck you. What am I going to do with that? Let me put that in the bank with the rest of my fucking money that I don't even fucking spend. And I quote. Dude's in Magic Mike, man. Dude's bloated, you know? He's super shredder in Ninja Turtles too. He's an actor. He's in John Wick. His character didn't die. They can bring him back at any time too. He's one of the few people no that No shit, die. man. He's he in a lot. Fucking... My boss I mean, is watching Channing Tatum dog movie. He's like, "Yo, Kevin Nash is in this." Too. I guess he's friends with uh, Channing Tatum. He's in. He's loaded. He's friends with a lot of fucking motherfuckers. <laughs> but uh, I, I will say this, man. You can say what you want about Kevin Nash. You can call him fucking, you know, the quad man, whatever the fuck. He just takes a step and he fucking tears a quad. You can call him a shit worker. I don't give a fuck what you say. But Kevin Nash, you know. Me growing up in the 90s, he was one of my top five favorite wrestlers, bro. He was awesome. And Diesel Straight up. Like, Spang word, too, and he was Diesel at the time. Well, it started with Diesel for me, man. Diesel and Razor Ramon. And then once they jumped ship to WCW, you know, I followed them there. So say what you want, man. But if them two changed the fucking landscape of professional wrestling, how we know it, man. Yep. And if you don't fucking think that, you're a fool. Yep. They're not you know, uh, CM Punk and going to AEW is not as big a deal as Razor and, and Diesel jumping ship. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, who's that? Looking good, brother. Missy Jimmy. <laughs> Thanks, brother. I don't know who it is. Obviously, brother. it must be a personal. Yeah, must be a personal friend. But sorry, bro. I cannot see who's who you are, man. I know. Obviously, it's a personal friend of mine. I assume. But uh, whoever it is, I miss you too, bro. Hopefully, we can fucking. We can catch up. I wonder who it is. No, no. I don't know. Now I'm intrigued, bro. I'm intrigued. But uh, anyway, um, that threw me off a little bit. But um, yeah, we'll we'll see what happens, man. We'll see what happens. Anyway, because uh, you know, you know, the thing about Nash, he says he wouldn't come back for Saudi money, but I don't know about that, man. You throw him freaking a few bucket loads. Oh, I'm yeah. sure. With Scott Hall passing away, I think he's kind of just rusty's done to him. I think you know, Sean's old now and cross-eyed. It, it wouldn't be fun. Couldn't be doing it with the boys anymore, you know. Yeah, no, for sure, man. And uh, shout-outs to Melo, bro. <laughs> That's who who it is. What up, bro? Fucking hell, man. We we drew for a catch-up, bro. It's been way too long. Even though I saw I ran into you, but yeah. What up, us? <laughs> He's, he's, he's one of my boys. He's a Samoan guy as well, man. Nice. So, yeah, thank you, Melo, for that, bro. Hopefully, I'll see you around soon, man. But um, anyway, let's go back to some other news. We, we, 
it hasn't been like really too you know newsworthy of a week, but I will touch on one thing that was earlier in the week where Ric Flair apparently reveals he passed out twice during his last match due to dehydration. <laughs> Two-time WWE, yeah, this is crazy. But two-time WWE Hall of Famer, the Nature Boy Ric Flair, competed in his last pro wrestling match at the Ric Flair's last match pay-per-view event last July 31st from the Nashville Auditorium in Nashville, Tennessee, when he teamed up with AEW star and his son-in-law Andrade Al Idalo to battle fellow WWE Hall of Famer Jeff Jarrett and AEW star Jay Lethal in a in tag team action. The match ended with the Nature Boy and Andrade getting the win after Flair forced Jarrett to submit to his figure four maneuver. The two-time WWE Hall of Famer recently appeared on To Be The Man podcast where he revealed he passed out twice during his last match due to dehydration and he even felt lightheaded. He, could, he, he would also reveal that, that two doctors came to him right away and even The Undertaker came running in and he had six beers which was taken out of his hands. Flair then revealed that he underestimated the importance of keeping hydrated. And he goes on to say, I don't think people realize I passed out twice. What happened was my regimentation for training was so strict, I wanted my perfect weight to be like 220 going in. So the last day and a half aside from all the work that we had planned for me to do, I didn't hydrate because I had it in my mind that I had to weigh around 219. Rick. This ain't fucking real sports, brother. You don't have to be any fucking weight. You don't even have to make weight. He was keeping I mean, his shirt on anyway. Who cares what you weigh? Fuck yeah. I know. He's so dumb. But anyway, he goes on to say, uh, he goes on to say, so anyway, I went to the ring at about 217 now, apparently, Kev. What happened during the match is I just became dehydrated while I was standing on the apron. So I didn't know you can get dehydrated whilst just standing there. I looked at Jay, which started the whole wheel in motion. I said, man, I think I'm getting sick because I was getting lightheaded. Nothing to do with my heart. Nothing to do with my intestines. I was getting lightheaded. I'm sure a lot of it was just nerves as well. So I think Jay said, we got to move this along. And that isn't what I meant. But to the point where Manny, as in Andrade, came over and said, your turn, senor. Your turn, senor. Your turn, senor. So I got in, but I didn't know we were in the match because I had missed about clearly like 10 seconds of it. So then when I went outside, I think everybody just jumped the gun a little bit. The idea was he gave me the tag and I crawled, but I got all that and the people got all that. I thought they were all really with it. I crawl over, cover one, save. Then at that point, come along, came the guitar you know, bingo, when I was down, I passed out again. I just passed out. And Manny's going, Senor, you have to wake up, Holmes. <laughs> I had the brass knuckles, Senor, you have to wake up. Orale. And then he says, Andale, okay. So then I woke up and I knew where we were and we were home. But I swear to God, twice during the match, I went completely black. It was all about dehydration. I had two doctors in there right away with me and everything. And the Undertaker came running in. Like he said already, I had like six beers there. He took them out of my hands and said, you're drinking two Gatorades first. So I drank two and that was it, man. I ended my, I, and then he goes on to end this frigging conversation with, I underestimated the importance of keeping hydrated. Right. I, uh, fuck? 
I think he, he had a foot injury. This is all just my opinion. Uh, I'm probably totally wrong here. But uh, he had a foot injury going into it. I think he took like a shot of cortisone. And I think he did too many uh, too, too many pain pills before the match because he couldn't even move his arm. Like but he was just, it was it was sad. My mom, that sixty eight year old mother, walks better than him, and he's a professional wow. athlete. Yeah, like she's moving around the house, sick, and better than Ric Flair's moving. You know, right now, and uh, I think he yeah, definitely I think he took too many uh, too much cortisone or whatever he took before his foot injury, and he could like the slap through pathetic. It sucks. I didn't it's end bad. up watching it. I watched I, it. I was, I was, we were supposed to watch it, right? Yeah. But I couldn't download it at the time. Whoops, did I say that? And just quietly shout outs to Mrs. Sexy Time, man. I gotta give yeah. a, I gotta give a shout time. out. <laughs> Mum, Sexy Time. <laughs> That's awesome, man. That's great. So shout outs to to Mrs. Sexy Time, Mama Panetta. I mean, yeah. she, you know, she's she always watches, man, and and that, I'm just grateful for that, man. But you saying so, that. She's been fighting uh, cancer over a year now, stage four. She's been wow. fighting everybody too. So throw some support to Debbie yeah, Benetta out there. She's man. a fighter, man. I, I didn't want to bring it up, but you know, you did obviously. Yeah, she watches man. it. She appreciate the uh, support. She watches it. And her we name. appreciate her, man. And she's a fighter, bro. You know what I mean? I mean, you were saying yeah. stage four for two years, Ken? Really? Long, spleen, wow. and liver. So it's going on uh, last May. It was when uh, she got found out for sure. Well, man, you know what? She's still here, man, and that's all that fucking matters, man. Wow. And she's still fighting, man. You know what I mean? And like I said, look, shout-outs to, to Mrs. Sexy Time. You're one of the best parts of us doing the show every week, man. So, But anyway, um, speaking of... Uh, did you hear about uh, Jean LaBelle passing away at age 89? Yeah, so the legendary judo player is likely most known in the modern to the modern pro wrestling world for being one of the key instrumental figures in the formative years of Roddy Ronda Rousey. LaBelle, who's also the man that AW star Brian Danielson named his finishing move after, was 89 years old at the time of his passing. The iconic figure in mixed martial arts, combat sports and pro wrestling worlds was remembered by MMA legend Bas Rudin in the uh, form of a statement shared via the official Facebook page. Sorry, Kev? Boss is a great follower on social media, too. He's a funny guy. I love Boss Rudin, dude. As a matter of fact, I'll, another little story. Um, I don't know. Did you ever, Were you ever into kickboxing, dude? Nah, I mean, pride fighting a little bit, but that's as close as I got in UFC. I was a huge kickboxing fan growing up, bro. I even used to do kickboxing when I was younger. And uh, I don't know, man. I think when there's... Nothing beats a great kickboxing fight, bro. If it's a good, two great stand-up dudes, I don't know, man. It's it's just sick, especially K one. Right. Yeah, send, uh, send me a classic match, like off off there. Oh, off, dude, off really? Oh, yeah. I will. You will love it, bro. I promise you, you will, man. But anyway, uh, my point was, I was a big Stand the Man fan. I don't know, I don't know if you know who Stand the Man is, and I'm not talking about Stand the Man Stasiak, all right? For you know, in pro wrestling terms, I'm talking about Stand the Man Longanides. He was from Melbourne, Australia, also a fellow Greek. You know what I mean? But he was one of the best kickboxers of all time. And obviously, probably the best to come out of Australia. But not just that. He legitimately was one of the best of all time. Anyway, I was speaking to Bas Rudin on Twitter a few years ago. And I brought up Stan the Man to him, right? And obviously, you know, if people know Bas Rudin, he's got a kickboxing background too. The second I brought up Stan, because I'm friends with him in real life too, um... He was. He started. To, he's like, wow, you know, Stan. 
I'm like, hell yeah, no Stan, right? I guess, as a matter of fact, I'm a huge Stan fan. And that was it, man. We started talking and we were talking for ages. Nice. He's like, tell Stan I said hi. You know, he's sending my love and all this shit. I'm like, oh, for sure. I was buzzing out, bro. I'm like, wow, he's cool. I, I get to talk to Buff and then go to Stan and tell him, hey, man, Best Rudin just fucking said, you know, he's sending you know, love towards your way. He's like, no way. So, yeah, that was pretty cool, man. Top guy, man. Best Rudin, awesome dude, man. Absolute awesome dude. But anyway, RIP to Gene LaBelle. Yeah, didn't Gene LaBelle like tap out or train Steven Seagal or something too? I think it was a funny yes. story. Yes, he tapped out Steven Seagal as a matter of fact. Yeah, so RIP uh, to, to Gene LaBelle. No doubt, man. He's a legend in many ways in all sorts of combat sport disciplines. And I think he trained uh, Roddy Piper too, bro. Might have. Might have. I'm pretty sure he did. I could be wrong. But I'm pretty sure he did. Um, wow. John Cena talks possibly of becoming 17-time world champion. WWE legend and 16-time world champion John Cena is considered by many as possibly the greatest talent and WWE superstar of all time. And there's been talk among fans and pro wrestlers if Cena could beat two-time WWE Hall of Famer Ric Flair's record and become a seven-time world champion. Ric Flair recently revealed... That he doesn't think Cena will beat his record, but the Nature Boy thinks Randy Orton, excuse me, has a shot of beating it. John Cena recently appeared at Comic-Con Wales and talked about the possibility of him becoming a 17-time world champ. According to Cena, he is not done competing in the ring, but being a champion is really tough and it is a young man's game. So he doesn't think it's in the card. it's in the cards as of yet, but let's see what happens, Cena says. Well, that's a very difficult question. Like I said, I know I'm not done in the ring. I am realistic with where I am in life right now. I am 45. I can tell you from being a 16-time champion, it is very tough to win. The top of that mountain is a young man's game. So I'm not done in the ring, but I'm not certain that that's on the cards. We'll see, I guess. Story is yet to be told because if I'm in the ring, i got a chance. I'm just saying. I've been there, so kudos to the young guys doing it. What do you think, Kev? Does Cena have a chance of breaking it? I think he does. He does. I don't think he will, though. I think his movies card is going to get too tied up, and he's actually getting better and better at acting. Second to Marvel calls him up. He's uh, You'll never see him in a wrestling ring again. <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. I mean, yeah, it's, it's bound to happen uh, eventually. Yeah, no, you're right. You're, you're right, man, for sure. Uh, definitely, man. I mean, it is what it is. Um. Well, you know what's funny? Speaking of, uh, you know, if Cena goes anywhere, Booker T comments on being sad to see John Laurinaitis leave WWE. What the hell? Uh, Booker goes on to say, I give that dude a whole lot of credit for making me a much better performer. He came over from the from New Japan Pro Wrestling back in the day, and in New Japan, for all the wrestlers over there, he was the Finnish guy. Then he came to WCW. He wanted to work with me. I was a guy who had been in the business a decade plus by that time. I was like, man, how can this guy help me? He came to me one day and he said, I want you to do this tonight. It was five pages written out. I was like, bro, I don't work like this, man. <laughs> I can't do this shit, man. And he's like, just keep up. Just keep an open mind and just try it out. I said, man, I'm sorry. I don't work like this, right? He goes, I'll tell you what, this is what John Laurinaitis says, I'll tell you what, just look over it, 
And whatever you like, keep it in there. Whatever you don't like, throw it out. I was like, give it here. He gave it to me. It was five pages long, but it was only a finish. I looked it over. I'm thinking, this guy doesn't know what the hell he's talking about, but I'm going to have a piece of it anyway. I'm going to flatter him. You know, make him feel good for a moment. I went out and I did it. It was so detailed. It was some of the smallest little bitty thing stuff that I just never really thought about. From that point on, every week I would come to work, I would look for Johnny Ace and I would say, what have you got for me? It was like that until WCW closed down. When I came to WWE, he started writing stuff for me again. He was very instrumental in my career in making me challenge myself to think a whole lot more and to be better. So yeah, man, this is a sad day for me. I'm sad to see Lauren Nina step down if that's the case. Kev? I'm sure... Booker doesn't condone sexual assault or anything like that. He doesn't mean that. Like, uh, but he knows him right. personally, and he probably feels bad that his friend did something horrible. And uh, but he was very instrumental in his career. He helped him out a lot. So he's like oh, sad in that aspect, but I'm sure he doesn't condone what he did, and he definitely believes he should be gone. These no, news for like, sure, man. Want to paint Booker in a bad light? I think, but uh, it definitely doesn't mean that. No, for sure. You're right. I agree with you, man. But speaking of this, this little tidbit actually makes me smile because William Regal talks about wrestlers thinking they're over <laughs> because of Twitter responses. He goes on to say, I asked somebody recently, I said, you're on dark a lot. Let me try and put this into perspective for you. It's great that you're on there because you're getting reps. Any exposure is great. It's an opportunity, but don't buy into Twitter. Worry about the producers or the people that are paying you or the older wrestlers or your peers. Find out from them. Don't worry about what people on Twitter are saying. Regal continued, I said, can you look up what the figures are for Dark? He, he said to me, 200,000. I said, do you get 200,000 tweets? He said, about 20. I said, do I need to say more? If you're in this job, you need to worry about getting yourself over and listening to people that can help you. I'm one of the people that will actually help you. Worry about getting the right things over and not somebody you've never met. He's right. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Amen to Regal. And speaking of Regal, do you think there's any regrets on his behalf now that he's actually signed with AEW and now that Vince is gone? He's probably ha- He's got to be happy with his spot over there too. Um, how much more could he do in NXT too, you know? He's working with... John Moxley, which he's a fan of, and Daniel Bryan's one of Brett Bryan Daniels is one of his longtime friends. For now, he's he's gotta be pretty happy. They're probably paying him pretty at least comparable to what he was getting paid over there too. So I don't think he's like he's that upset about it. I guess you're right, man. And um there's also another tidbit where Theory gives his honest thoughts about the new regime in WWE now that Vince McMahon has retired. Uh, he goes on to say, I knew Triple H back when I was in NXT and had a great time. I came up on the main roster, still had a great time. Change can always scare people because it's different and there's not that comfort level of what you're used to. But with change and with somebody like Stephanie, Nick Khan, Triple H and Bruce Pritchard, there is so much creativity that we haven't seen. It's time to have something fresher and newer. It's a bunch of different minds now, and I feel there is no better group of people to take over this than them. He got asked after that what was the biggest lesson was that they that they learned from Vince McMahon. He goes on to say, 
I'll say the best thing I learned from Mr. McMahon, as funny as it was, was what we said on TV, the mindset he had, and expect the unexpected. When he said that, it was like, wow, this is pretty much how it works. When we talk about my career, expect the unexpected, I wouldn't have expected all of that to happen. With Mr. McMahon retiring, I think we all felt like we would never have seen that day. John Re uh, John Cena recently said if if there was a Mount Rushmore of sports entertainment, it would have one person on it and it would be Mr. McMahon. I believe in that as well because he's an icon. There is nobody that has created something as huge as this and made it as successful as this as Mr. McMahon. Triple H even says it. There are hell of uh, uh, there are hell of shoes to fill. WWE never stops and it's never going to stop. And we all know the legacy Mr. McMahon held for this place. And now it's time to do what he wants, and that's to keep it going, whatever that means. All day. Right? All, all right. day. Keep it going. Absolutely. Eight town down, not all day. Eight town down, that's it. Eight town down. down. <laughs> Maybe it's all way if we get the way again. Ah, we might be getting it too. Johnny Apparently, uh, does that involve uh, theory though? Could. Could. There's a lot of things to do to bring Johnny back. He could be with DIY again. He could go the way. Well, well, you know what, Kev? Just before, you know, to take this uh, home, like I said, there wasn't really any newsworthy sort of things really to talk about per se. Yeah. But this is this one's going to make both of us laugh, but in particular me, because Vim Mahan says he wants to see more Indian talent in WWE. Now, you know how I feel. <laughs> Yeah, if they're no more, please. We're good, but there's not many good ones we've seen. They all suck, and yeah, I'll even say Jinder. Look, Jinder's probably the best one, right? But he still sucks. I didn't give a shit. I, I can't believe he's even got a big fan base, bro. There speaking are people. Of, speaking go, of Indians, uh, I was watching. Uh, I just randomly saw. I didn't know they were attacking the lowdown managed by Tiger oh, Ali Singh. D'Lo oh, Brown was no. an Indian, and he wore a turban, and so did the headbanger Mosh. And he was chess and they were the lowdown. I just watched it on YouTube today. I don't remember seeing them. <laughs> it was hilarious. Oh, like, why no. the hell is Dilo an Indian oh. <laughs> or an Arab? Sorry. <laughs> no, no, don't be sorry, man. That's, that's just like, wow. Seriously. Oh, that I, mean, I, want, <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, Tiger Ali Singh, I haven't seen since the Attitude Era, bro. I don't think. Yeah, I was just watching like random like wrestling YouTube stuff and it popped on my feed. <laughs> the wow. lowdown. That's <laughs> with turbans and brown. <laughs> that's kind of strange um yeah. i just want to uh, but before we do go actually kev because usually i like to keep this show you know condensed to about an hour tops um damn it it just left my head there was something i was meant to say and ask you but it, it just wyatt? fucking flew off Sorry. you think bray wyatt's back it wasn't bray wyatt but i will ask you that just so i can think quickly but um apparently he is back i hope that's so. what jeff Lindman thinks do you think he's back I think he will be. I don't think it's official yet. Um, I would I would tweak his character a little bit too. I, don't, I would get rid of, make it less supernatural, more swamp guy. Mm, yeah. Well, I'm hearing even uh, Redbeard could be coming back to WWE if if Bray Wyatt is also part of it, man. And uh, does that mean we also bring in Braun Strowman? I, I think he's also signed with the company. I'm sick to death of him personally. I'm I've never been the biggest fan. But uh, I don't know, man. We'll see. We'll see what happens. 
I think Redbeard kind of sucks, though, to be fair. Um, as a lackey, you have to take the falls for Bray. He's fine, you know? I guess. But it really hurts not having, um... Brody. God damn it. I'm fucking yawning. Brody Lee not being part of it, you know what I mean? And RIP to Brody, but, uh... Yeah. Yeah, I still can't believe the way he passed away because it was just... So it was sucked. literally just... Yeah, and, and apparently it wasn't COVID, but... I don't know, man. A part of me feels like it was sort of COVID complications or some shit, but like they don't want to come out and say it, but I guess it is what it is. What do you do, man? Um, but to also, before we go, did you hear about all the rumors about uh, TK being hard to work for? Yeah, and stuff like it's that? weird. It's all coming out now. Like who, who started yeah, that stuff? Pretty convenient, right? Yeah. I don't buy that shit anyway. No, I'm sure he's, some people have had bad experiences with him, but it's not. It's just too convenient that, like you said, it's coming out right now, all of a sudden. Yeah, it's just the timing of it was just silly, bro. So I just don't see that happening, man. You know, you know what I mean? But whatever, it is what it is. If he was getting smart to me, man, I'll just give him a bitch slap right across the face, and, that, and that's it. He'll be screaming to his to his mummy, I guess, like, "Mummy, yeah. <laughs> I got slapped." But um. Kev, I think we can take it home, bro. We've done an hour. Cool. I'm yawning already by just reading these news. So, bro, <laughs> tell them where they can find you, man, and tell them what you've got going on. All right. Uh, yeah, follow Dollar Club Wrestling on YouTube and TikTok. Um, we do a prom- We have, like, a promo league, too. Rock Hard Jim Prenny's our champion, and Sean Liam Riley's our hardcore intercontinental champion. We have real belts and stuff. Um, wrestling school, I'm starting in January. i got a driving issue right now. i got to wait till then. Uh Dollar Club twenty four seven on on Twitter and my personal one's Panetta Sexy Time on all social media. So follow Dollar Club twenty four seven, Dollar Club Wrestling, and Panetta Sexy Time. Brilliant. And just quietly before we actually go, Kev, I wanted to ask you who got the dollar for the whole week, bro. Um, for the whole week, I haven't decided yet. But Ronda Rousey oh. actually got it on SmackDown. I didn't decide for the whole week yet. Wow, you know what? I would have gone with Rousey too. I actually like the way she looks this week. So that I'd buy that for a dollar. That's her first for a dollar. She looked pretty hot with the, uh, the slits under her boobs and stuff. She good. did. You know what? My, my girl even put her hand up and said the same thing, man. Mm-hmm. If she was to give what? What they say it? Go. Okay. Just, um, lightning rod. This time she looks fucking. She looked mint. She was. She was cool, man. Deserves a dollar. <laughs> could you hear that? I don't know if you could hear it. I heard it, but, uh, fucking mean, I heard, I heard that part. Yeah, she's, uh, she's basically saying, like, this week, you know, apparently she had thunders. Do you remember her thunder, like, gear? I don't remember that, but 8-bit lightning on her tights, you mean? Do you remember 8-bit lightning on her tights? I don't. Uh, <laughs> Neither does he, just quietly. Dig. I don't know what you were watching. His mom or something. But... I don't know what she's on about, but uh, nevertheless, anyway, don't mind her. <laughs> the, the, at the end of the day, she did look good this week with her little slits around, like, her pants and her shirt and whatnot. Well, she had slits. Did she not have slits? She yeah, looked, under, like, it showed under her boob. It was pretty hot. Right, right right under her, her and then boob. And on her pants, yeah. too. That she, like, slits and on her, her, her pants, too. That's true. She's a hot outfit. I, I wonder why she's got slits all over those spots. I mean, anyway, <laughs> maybe she's a Wolverine. Who knows? Or maybe a Wolverine attacked her. I don't know, but something like that. Um, did you promote your your um, 
Your Pro Wrestling Tees store. Oh, yeah. Pro Wrestling Tees. You can ah. either search Dollar Club Wrestling or uh, backslash Panetta Sexy Time, too. We got a black Dollar Club Wrestling shirt, pink now. We got my own personal wrestling character in the Dollar King We Trust, uh, black and green shirts now, too. Get some Rock Hard Jim Preddy gear. Get Johnny the Jobber's rap shirt. He beat we got a Yoke Dollar Club Wrestling rap shirt now for Johnny the Jobber. Awesome dude, 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 you just gave me an idea. I don't know what the shirt looks like, right? I, I need to see it. But you got to get a picture of him sort of busting against uh, Max Caster and have that as the shirt, bro. Ah, oh, shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, but like a like a good sort of part I'm of like, the. the... It's dude, though, if he's in it, Max Caster's in it, though. I'd have to make it like a cartoon or something, though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean. I don't know if you would sue your motherfuckers. But look, it'd be pretty petty if he did. Yeah, but assist or something though. But you never know. You're using his likeness clearly, right? Mm. You know what you do, dude? You put like a, you know, like a custard, like custard over his face. All right. Do you get it, Max Custard? You know what I mean? So like, just cover his face. You know what I mean? But everyone knows who it is. Like just put you know over his face or something. Oh yeah, put exactly, bro. Put the crown. And yeah, yeah. Is that a is that a cigar, bro? Or am I seeing things? Nah, no, no, no. no that's right. It's the ship behind yeah, yacht, it. Yeah, For a second. No, oh the yacht. Yeah, it kind of looked like a cigar was coming out of the dollar sign for a second, bro. I was <laughs> like, what the fuck? Yeah, that, that that tripped me out, dude. But I definitely want one of those shirts, and I think the black one would look friggin' mean, or gotta- even a blue one. The black one has a different design now. We, we kind of like uh, made it look like a Bullet Club kind of shirt. So it's like a oh, black so you, one. You hit the bandwagon too, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on, bro. Even the PWC logo is like, you know, NWO inspired, bro. Yep, like, yep. you think it's about like it. Bullet Club inspired the new black. It's, it's a, our Make It Rain shirt. It's got dollars falling from the sky with the logo on it. Oh, make It Rain with the emojis. Think That's about right. it. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen the? I've seen like posters. You know when Roman Reigns, like you know, some chick had a sign saying, "Roman can rain on me any day." And it had the friggin' the, the eggplant and the fucking nice the, the water, <laughs> the squirting emoji. I fucking laugh. I'm like, look at this dirty bitch, man. Like seriously, <laughs> no shame. My kind of girl. Oh, I mean, I'm even. <laughs> my kind of girl. You know what? There was another chick that said. Uh, do you remember that chick? I forgot her name. She's all over Twitter too, bro. And she's got an OnlyFans account, but she was a super fan, right? Now, now she does porn practically, dude, right? But anyway, she was initially a super fan. She would turn up to the freaking, um, to the arenas, right? With signs like, face fuck me Finn. <laughs> nice. Like, what the fuck, bro? <laughs> face fuck me Finn. Imagine if a guy did that, they'd be so creepy. Like, all, they'd be like yeah. fans of stadiums, you know? <laughs> Why'd you even go there, bro? That's disgusting. <laughs> Hulkamania can run wild on me, brother. <laughs> my little hulkster in my pants. <laughs> <laughs> it's running wild down my pants, Gene. <laughs> I can't keep it there. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> oh, man. I think that's a perfect way to end it. Yeah, if anything, I should have had Hogan's theme playing in the background right now. But um, I will post production. That's definitely going to be playing as we end it. But uh, but before we do go, please like and subscribe right here to pwcnetwork.podbean.com. We can find not just my show, but even Dollar Club Wrestling shows 
on the PWC Network and the latest episode will be coming up tonight. So check it out. Also, like and subscribe at channelattitude.com where for five bucks you can see me and Jago and sometimes even Kev where we review Rampage every week on Uncaged at channelattitude.com. Also, like and subscribe at theblowoffpod.com, Hamid Media Group and the PW Hustle. If you want to follow me, you can at DJ Mass Effects and also at the PWC Network. And I think that's about it. So in saying that, I'm Jimmy T. He's Kevin Sexy Time Panetta. And you've been listening and watching the PWC Extra right here on the PWC Network. Adios. Respect the dollar. Respect that. <laughs> yo, yo, move out the way. We got Miss Ella coming Girl, through here.
Get your hands in the air, it's a stick up, stick up Shake your tambourines, move it quicker, quicker Yeah, I'm shaking down the town, get the picture, picture uh -huh. Moving on the floor, gotta love that How she keep it going on, gotta love that PWC Network, what the world is watching and listening to.